Smackdown Live, what's going on everybody? Uh, started off, I believe, with The Miz. It was actually the first segment that I missed, but I did get to see it on WWE.com. It was a real cool segment. We know what happened last week with Shane coming out and, you know, giving his reasons and, you know, basically challenge, not challenging Miz, but telling Miz that he has a match with a Mad Mania. So Miz comes out this week and gives a very passionate promo. The fans were extremely behind him out in uh, Indianapolis. And the Miz is, I'm officially saying it, a face now. So it's been a long ride. It's been a lot of matches, let's just say that. You know, some storylines, but at the end of the day, the Miz is a good guy. And it feels good to see him really in that role and being embraced as if, you know, it was the old days when he was really going for the World Heavyweight Championship and stuff like that. I didn't get to see it, but I've always heard about it. And now to be able to be in, uh, you know, this part of his, you know, personal story being a WWE superstar, I really am enjoying watching him grow. Like he spoke on how he's earned the respect of the fans and all the rest of that. And I'm definitely one of the guys in the crowd who uh, respects Miz because I was there watching him be the comedy uh, enhancement talent and all the rest of that. And now he's uh, being serious. And we all know anybody that's in a storyline with the McMahons around WrestleMania season is definitely uh, high up on uh, the ladder as far as WWE superstars go. So, it's great opening segment for Miz. He was really on fire. Uh, he's turned up. He's a new dad. He's about to be two-time dad. And, you know, we. I'm just uh, really anticipating to see what they do for the next two weeks building into the show. It wasn't really that crazy of a night. It was. It felt like a short night, even though it was obviously, you know, the last hour of SmackDown was taken up with the gauntlet match that we'll get into in a moment, but... It was a it was a very very cool segment from Miz opening up. So let's get on into the next segment with that. I believe Sasha and Bailey came out next, and uh, finally, well, they were uh, being promoted to be on the show. They were claimed to be ducking the Iconics, which was uh, hilarious enough. And uh, part of the Iconics were claiming well, they would the Iconics were claiming that Sasha Banks and Bailey were ducking them. Bossa Hug finally came to SmackDown Live uh, to, you know, take on the challenge. They've been on both brands, so now we finally got to see him there. The Iconics came out. They had their back and forth promo. Eh. Eh. Like, I think we need to see a little bit more uh, the, the fiery spices from the women's tag division if we're really going to get the uh, steam rolling. With the women's tag team championship belts, like the the feeling, the initial feeling of, yes, we finally got them. Yes, it's still here. It's well and good. But before it starts to, uh, you know, settle, of course, going into Mania. And I think we might have a four-way going in because they're like four real teams that seem like they could, well, three other teams that could be really, you know, going in for it. But uh, it was... But I just like I would like to see a little bit more of, you know, I wouldn't say total divas asking this, but maybe like, you know, real housewives, maybe things that are you know geared toward 
you know, the women that watch the show, maybe, who knows, I don't, I'm, this is just me, but I think we might be able to see a fit, a four-way tag match between the boss and her connection, defending against the Iconics, Nia and Tamina, and the Glamazon Beth Phoenix, WWE Hall of Famer, and eventual Hall of Famer, Natty, I don't know who's gonna win, but, well, I mean, I don't even know if we're really gonna have that match, but I would like to see that, that would be a cool way to, you know, give the titles, like, their official inauguration, you know, the first time they're being defended at Mania, <laughs> you see, it would be real cool to have that, but we'll see how that goes, either way, the Iconics were able to pick up the victory over Sasha and Bailey, and it was, uh, wow, you know, this is why now they can no more say they should be in line for a title opportunity, or a championship opportunity against them, and, I mean, when when I saw them pick up the victory, I almost thought the titles were on the line, but I had to catch myself. Either way, uh, it was uh, it was cool, but I think that honestly we could get some real, real good segments out of the Iconics if they were geared, uh, to, you know, to uh, say scripted to say, you know, more. I want to say entertaining because they're entertaining as is but being a little more aggressive like we see the in-ring like they definitely look more aggressive they were able to pick up the win off uh what was it uh billy k getting a kick on bailey outside and peyton royce getting the one two three on sasha so you know this and throughout the match there were moments but i think uh, it, i i just like the way the tag titles or the women's tag titles are shaping up going into media how we get there is another story. We'll see what happens. But for right now, I'm enjoying the, the steady climb to, uh, you know, the match that we will get to see. So, we'll see what happens. Iconics came out on top. See what happens next week. And let's get on into the next segment. The Kevin Owens show finally came back. We finally got KO back on TV. I guess we had to change the graphic on the Kevin Owens show. Because before it had that Monday Night Raw feel, but now it's black and yellow, and I mean it, it has a, it has a nice little little flair to it being on SmackDown Live and and well with KO being on SmackDown Live now and it, it was it was fun. So uh, his guests for the evening were gonna be Becky and Charlotte. We know Ronda Rousey's going through what she's going through on Raw, doing her own thing right now as far as solidifying her heel run. But uh, Becky and Charlotte, you know, they, I said it last week, we would need to uh, get through some some weeks of build to be able to get to the match because clear, like some have said, this uh, whole rivalry between the three of them have been convoluted. It's been set on WWE TV, so now I feel comfortable saying it, but Charlotte was quote-unquote shoehorned into the match. And, I mean, I'm not... I'm not upset. I think we all finally are kind of getting what we wanted in the three of them. And now they're taking it easy. Like, the match has been built up for the whole the whole road to WrestleMania. Now, I guess we're going into more, like, the individuals. You know, we know Sasha and... Excuse me, not Sasha. We know Bailey. Excuse me. God. We know Becky and Charlotte still have, uh, you know, their brewing rivalry. But... Uh, last night, well, as, excuse me, the question would be to me, how can we get to Mania without souring on this feeling that we have going into the match? And, 
You know, sometimes having the superstars just fight it out real quick is the best possible route to go. We still have two weeks, and we still got a lot of uh, video package to build on, I'm sure. But last night they were able to get into an easy fight. You know, usually they try to keep the hit, keep the superstars off of each other for the safety of the superstars and all kinds of other stuff inside of the storyline. But I think last night, having them on the KO show, KO's thing being fight, Owens fight. You know, he goaded them both into fighting each other. This turned into a pull apart, which is, in no disrespect, it is adorable from the women's division to really have like a girl pull apart, at least from what I've seen. I haven't seen one that I can't remember in a while. So, Becky and Charlotte not liking each other and actually having that. The only thing I think I would uh, say is if they really don't like each other, they need to show it a little more. They were being very civil sitting there at the table. And one hilarious bit, and I'm done on uh, the KO segment, but it was really, really funny how he was reading off of the cue cards like it was like a, you know, real talk show like Maury or uh, Jerry Springer or any one of the other ones you could think of. But it was extremely comical because he just kept on going like oh well like he basically ran down the entire story and when we understand the product that we're looking at and how we're reaching out to a lot of members in the wwe universe and recapping them and bringing them up to speed and all of that it's very very good stuff it was i thought it was pretty funny you know just to find a way to recap everything have them fight and have it mean something leading into the match at Mania. So, all around good segment. I really did enjoy it. Just seeing them fight, watching all of the referees pull apart and all that. And I believe some officials got some hands put on them by both superstars. I could be wrong about both, but I don't know. Either way, I know somebody got hit. I don't know if there are going to be any fines spread about, but I'm pretty sure we'll find out next week on SmackDown Live. But with that, let's get into this gauntlet match. Alright. Kofi Kingston took on Sheamus, Cesaro, Rowan, Samoa Joe, and Randy Orton. I'm trying to think about all of the highlights from each match. These were like quick roll-up victories that you wouldn't expect. It felt uh, just a little manufactured, but at the same time, Kofi was, like, with just the show and us enjoying it with the suspension of disbelief, Kofi did a real good job looking lifeless. He was putting in his fight. He went through something in every single match, and it was, it was just a lot. You know, he went in against Sheamus, who was just brutal. Cesaro brutal with the submission holds and such. Roman so after he beat those two, Roman comes out. And this is I had a feeling, but this is usually where the story in the match really begins. We'd been conditioned to seeing them fight. So now some things happen to keep our intrigue. So Roman comes out to the Bludgeon Brothers theme music. Now hold on. First of all, we miss Harper. If the Bludgeon Brothers aren't a thing anymore, it's okay. You know why? Because that theme song, and I think it's very cool. I think that uh, it fits Rowan so well now. Like the old country banjo feel 
we all know Romans old song. If you don't know it, go find it. And, and I wasn't feeling him. But the Bludgeon Brothers theme, when he was running with Harper, awesome. It was a great theme. They were powerhouses. They were scary. But Rowan, with that new song, I would almost even say he was a new man in the ring. He was fast. He was devastating with some of his moves. He completely, it was like a running cross body block outside of the ring. Completely took Kofi out. It was just great moments. That Iron Claw, you actually, yeah, he actually has a name to his finishing maneuver. I think Rowan can definitely be scripted as a top, top heel in the company. Of course, with growth. Right now, him being paired with Daniel Bryan as his intellectual peer and equal is perfect. I am truly enjoying the growth. But either way, Rowan comes out with a new theme, decimates Kofi in so many ways. And we all thought that he'd be able to pick up the victory, but he did not. He got disqualified. Hit Kofi with a chair shot. Iron clawed him. Well, Iron claw slammed him through the announce table. How is Kofi even going to get up? Complete beat down. Then Joe comes out, United States champion, who's going to be taking on Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. Good match. That's going to be real nice. You know, another David versus Goliath story. Dominic was on Raw, I mean, excuse me, on SmackDown with Ray. That's that's his son, and it's always an homage to Eddie Guerrero. It's one of the uh, story, one of the last storylines I remember between the two. But um, either way, Joe comes out, cool match. He's trying to beat up Kofi. He never really went for the Coquina clutch, but he's going for a muscle buster, and Kofi was able to wriggle out of it and pick up the one, two, three victory. So he beats Joe, and the only person left is the smoothest man in the ring. Devastating leathers himself, the RKO my man Randy Orton came out and they had their fight. Randy ultimately got pinned one, two, three. Quick roll up. I believe he had to show this down, backslide or something like that. But it doesn't what matters is Kofi won the gauntlet. He ran the gauntlet. He took out every single character by hook or by crook. And when that all happened, out came Chairman of the board, Mr. McMahon, to congratulate Kofi, but place one more challenge in front of him, and that was to take on the WWE champion, the Planet's champion, Danny Ryan. And Danny Ryan being the freshman, we all know he was going to win. We all wanted to see Kofi pick up some kind of surprise shock victory, but... He wasn't able to. Kofi did not have enough in the tank. Lost to DB. And is it, are his WrestleMania hopes dashed in the storyline? Sure does look like it. We'll have to see what takes place next week. The New Day is upset. They're talking about quitting backstage. You know, uh, it's, this is team. So we all, we ride together. We feel it. You know, as far as the storyline goes, to be emotionally impacted by this in the storyline, you're right on the right track. I'm I'm upset, but as I said, I might have even shared it here. I'm not going to get my hopes up too much just to get my feelings hurt. I did say I will lose my shit if Kofi wins the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. He might even switch it back to the regular black one.
you know, like, with, with the leather, and shouts to Daisy, we don't know, but right now, as we're riding to WrestleMania on this road, with twists and turns and bumps and all kinds of things, outside of storyline, this is probably the most compelling that WWE TV has been since the whole triple threat match for the women's champion, for the Royal Women's Championship on Raw. And that's not too far apart. So right now, everything going into Mania, it's looking real nice. We got AJ versus Randy Orton, which in my opinion is the sleeper match. I'm really excited to see that match just because AJ's phenomenal and Randy is almost unstoppable. You know, Randy's so smooth and AJ's an in-ring technician himself. So to see these two go back and forth and really be able to show, but yet not even really be able to, I know that they're going to show us something really, really good at me. I'm, I'm just excited about that one. Ray vs. Joe is going to be awesome. You know, like, U.S. title is going to mean something. They got two weeks to build that. I mean, uh, we got a bunch of other stuff going into the show. And, man, it's going to be a long one. But it's going to be an extremely exciting one. Miz vs. Shane. Is Shane going to jump off the WrestleMania sign? All right, I'm joking. I've heard that he wasn't really going to try to do like a high spot this year. I can't disagree with him. I'm always nervous for Shane if he tries to go up and you know do that. But either way, WrestleMania is shaping out to be something very, very good. It's going to be very special this year, I'm sure of it. And um, that's the podcast. So, shout out to everybody that you know listens in. Each and every week, shout out to WWE for giving us yet another offering uh, leading into the show of shows in uh, just under three weeks. And, you know, uh, hey, thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, uh, Royal Club Wrestling, Everything Pro Wrestling, Scumbags. Shout out to Tom and everybody else that brings you this each week. I said that, but either way, I want to say it again. So, with all of that, Look at that. I think we're making pretty good time doing this. 205 Live tomorrow night. We're continuing this Cruiserweight tournament. So I will catch you guys then. Peace.